Hello, hello, good afternoon, good morning, good evening to those listening across the world and across the country. You're tuning in listening to WWVU FM Morgantown 91.7 FM. This is the Cinematic Odyssey here on United to the Moose. I'm your host, Tristan Rodriguez, alongside with me, Max Clark, and a special guest who has been on the show before, uh, Mackenzie. Welcome. Hello, hello. I'm excited to be on here again. Yeah, it's awesome. We're going to be talking about... Uh, Christmas movies. I haven't seen many, although you have. Yes. And you have. Um, so you'll, the both of you will be mostly talking. I will just kind of be here as color commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> no. It's <Okay>. a <laughs> <laughs> classic, though. I've Rest got no comment. <laughs> Although I did, we, uh, Mackenzie and I, we watched um, Muppets Christmas Carol a few days ago. My one of my all time favorites. It was wonderful. I loved it. It's classic. Yeah, it was great. Very, very cute and heartwarming film. The story, the story is, uh, I mean, it's fairly simple, but like quite moving. Like Charles Dickens' story. Um, yeah. I mean, like, any. Any production has to have that same story element. Otherwise, it doesn't. It lacks any power. Right. It lacks any significance. Yeah. Play, book, movie adaptation. It's got to be the same. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Muppets. I've heard that that is the best adaptation. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's very yeah. accurate to the book. Um, yeah. I just, it's, I love it. It's so fun. Uh, I mean, I'm not too familiar. I mean, I know a gist of what the story entails. It's like Scrooge, who is a very lonely, angry, jaded man who only cares about his wealth and money and doesn't care about anything else. And he hates Christmas because everyone's like very nice and kind and giving. And then he's haunted by the three ghosts of Christmas, past, future, and present. Um, and then he's like, and then he sees the things that he's done, the things that he's currently doing, and what those actions are inactions that lead him to his future of you know death and like being uh everybody being happy that he's dead just <laughs> kind of i mean everyone's just kind of relieved because he's not you know breathing down their necks all the time saying hey oh oh you're taking the holiday off you're taking the holiday off? how could you take the holiday off i mean what are you doing i mean are you crazy you're trying to bankrupt this business you're trying to make me lose money what the heck's wrong with you right i see no yeah. problem with that <laughs> yeah um yeah, he's just crazy. He's just a crazy guy. But he he turns it around. He turns around. Mm-hmm. He turns a new leaf, as some might say. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt. I love the Muppets, though. They were funny. Uh, Gonzo as the narrator, or as Charles Dickens, <laughs> hilarious. Him and, and the rat. And then, um, well, it was pretty funny. Kermit as a... Uh, What's his Bob? No, uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Yeah, Bob, Mr. Bob yeah, Bob Cratchit. Cratchits. And then like his family, uh, Miss Piggy. Tiny Tim. Yeah, Tiny Tim was so sad. 
He's like, like favorite character when they do the future and they see him dead mm-hmm. and it's like oh I know oh my that's gosh her. that's so sad the play the Christmas Carol although I was not they they made a role for me it was an adaptation oh okay but, not a okay yeah uh, so slightly that part always got us so slightly altered oh okay yeah because I don't are all the care. Are all the characters in the Muppets Christmas Carol like exactly yeah, in the book? It's very, very accurate. Oh, okay. It's very accurate to the uh, book. Mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a brilliant. I mean, I'm not sure how well versed you are on Saturday Night Live, Tristan and Mackenzie, but there's the uh, old timey critic Jebediah Atkinson, played by Taryn Killam who has a bit where he just roasts all of the um all the Christmas movies his bit against um a Christmas carol is like whoops tiny tim too bad the vaccine for polio is so far in the future it was not <laughs> <laughs> there was uproar in the studio because tiny tim is so beloved that's hilarious. that is horrible <laughs> it is really bad but it's i mean it's depressing and they're like he was uh panning dickens for going back to the all the ghosts like everybody that provides change to scrooge is just a ghost marley ghost and then the ghost of christmas present future past they're all they're all already dead right yeah yeah the the it works in the film, the the design of Ghosts of Christmas uh, Pass is kind of creepy. It's like this like white doll that's like the face of it is just so oh, yeah. odd and kind of off putting. That's the only thing I have a problem with the movie. <laughs> Everything else is like fantastic, but that that this, the design of the yeah the ghost really, was like really unnerving. Sweet. I don't know if you remember what it looked like, Max, but um. Just think of think of like a scary old timey doll that you know your grandma would have or something in her house, like tucked away in the attic. You go up in the attic and you're cleaning out, cleaning it out, and then oh, you open a box and you see a bunch of porcelain dolls, and you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna sleep tonight. <laughs> like that, think of that. Just picture that, and then it's floating. No, I'm doing a good job. No, I don't think I will sleep tonight. <laughs> fantastic yeah i mean aside from that i mean i've seen elf i've seen eyes wide shut i've seen the grinch original and live action remake um or adaptation rather i've seen oh fanny and alexander I would say that counts as a Christmas movie. Debatable. That 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 one's a little debatable. I mean, yes and no. What what do you think is the difference between a movie that takes place during Christmas time and a Christmas movie? Well, I mean, you could I could argue that in Fanny Fanny and Alexander, for those that don't know, it's directed by Igmar Bergman, a cinematic master, may he rest in peace. But this is a uh, this was the last film he made. And then after that, he just made TV shows. Um, came out in the 80s. Uh, there is a TV version of this, which is, I think, six hours long. Um, but we 
saw the film version, which is like three hours. So it's like a bridge. So it's not as detailed or as in, in depth as obviously the TV version, which I still want to see. Um, but the first like half of the film or first third of it takes place in in Christmas time. Um, and I'd say, well, like you see, you see a tale of two different families during Christmas and like how they kind of uh, their dynamics between the different relationships among the family, because essentially the premise of that film is that there's these two kids, Fanny and Alexander, and their father passes away and their, and their mom um, gets married to a priest and they move into his house and like, there's stark contrast between the the household how like when they move into their new home they're not as loved they're basically abused by their new stepfather um and like their whole family is kind of crumbling apart because of this and the, yeah the stepfather kind of bar like basically shuts them off from their actual biological family including their mom so it's a family drama. So it's a fan. Two hours happen to take place in December. It, I mean, in the winter. I would yeah. not say that's a Christmas movie. I, well, Christmas I has got to have some bearing on the plot. That's my thought. Like, here, here's my, here's my comparison. Okay, here we go. <laughs> With recent examples, not from the '40s and '50s. Love Actually versus the holiday love actually is a christmas movie the holiday is a movie that takes place at christmas in love actually you're counting down to christmas it all leads up to christmas eve and it how it's how does love fit in with the holiday season and it's making sure we always tie that in and it, it's it's bringing the meaning of the the season into perspective along with the message of you know love one another love comes in all shapes sizes types all that sort of thing the holiday is a romantic comedy that happens to take place in december no one's celebrating christmas it's not really brought in um really into the meaning except they just say oh by the way it's christmas so what it the holiday is not a christmas movie have you seen any other? I've seen, I've seen uh, the holiday. I would agree with that. It's definitely not. It doesn't. It's not about necessarily the meaning of Christmas or really diving into, yeah, anything further about Christmas rather than just like you said, just because they're both happens. about love. Yeah. yeah, because they're both about love. They're both about you know, the holiday is more finding the one because it's a mature hallmark love nancy myers but it's kind of a mature hallmark but love actually you know you've got the the season at least tying into that that's 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 my take that is why um that's why home alone is a christmas movie because it involves christmas the family togetherness at christmas time Mm -hmm. 
if if it were just you know family togetherness, you could have just said, "Oh, they're going on a trip for President's Day." Yeah, it doesn't have that sure. significance. Yeah, and know. he learns the true meaning of family and Christmas and being together. Exactly. Well, yeah. that's literally a tenet of Fanny and Alexander. Fanny and Alexander, those okay. about family. But it ties into you know he the whole reason he well his family accidentally left him but he wishes for christmas basically that his family would no longer be there then he wakes up and they're gone and then throughout the whole movie he's trying to he he learns the 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 value of family and he is you know celebrating christmas with them the end of the movie spoiler yes they do get reunited but yeah (laughs) i mean yeah it's yeah you have that the holidays worked into it but it's also the entire span of the movie takes place around the holiday or leading into the holiday like a movie spanning a year is not a christmas movie because Mm -hmm. it is not taking place specifically around Christmas. Why is Rudolph a Christmas movie? Because it's the month before Christmas. Why is, um, uh, you know, Home Alone's a Christmas movie because it takes place over like a week in late December. That's a Christmas movie. I could say the same thing for Eyes Wide Shut. And, but is Eyes Wide Shut integrating the Christmas season into its subject matter. Uh, oh, by the way, it's Christmas. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There exactly. we go. Exactly. Like, okay, ready? Um, Tangled. Disney's Tangled about yeah. Rapunzel. What if, what if we were to say, oh, that takes place in December. Is that a Christmas movie? No, it's not because it doesn't mention Christmas at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's Horrible fair. example, but <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. I'm just Anyways. trying. To, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to speak up for my my boys, Stanley and uh, Igmar. It's a great <laughs> movie, but is it a Christmas one? <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't really. Yeah, at least I'm not saying Die Hard. <laughs> okay. That's just an action film. I mean, probably it takes good place one. around Christmas. Probably good. Probably a good one. But anyway, yeah, Elf is funny. I love yeah. Elf. But Elf funny. takes place in December. Yeah, and it's about Christmas. an elf, yeah. like quite literally. Yeah. It is literally <laughs> an elf. Grinch. The uh, live action one sucks. With, with um Jim Carrey or whatever. You don't like that version? Oh, wrong, that... wrong answer. What? It's not that good. You like the anime? Wrong answer. Yeah, it's way better. It's controversy, dude. It doesn't deserve the... what? It's a short. It's a short film. It doesn't need to be elongated to a full length feature film. But you're telling me you don't appreciate the backstory. You're telling me you don't appreciate the humor that Jim Carrey brings. You're telling me you don't appreciate any of the nuance that comes with it. Are you kidding? <laughs> Yeah, I like the old Dr. Seuss version. All right. <laughs> so, you know what? Here's what we'll do. Okay, here's what we'll do. Tristan, 
you can you can go ahead. We'll turn it on at like six o'clock. It'll be over at six thirty. We'll take you up to bed. We'll give you your bottle, and then uh, maybe grownups can go down maybe, and watch maybe, the real. Grinch. Maybe 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 because I haven't seen it in a long time. Maybe being a little little unfair here, because look, I'm a big well, I'm a big fan of Cat in the Hat. There we go. But for different reasons, I think it's a terrible film, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so bad, it's good. It's one of those. So maybe I'm mis- misconstruing the two. Because they're both Dr. Seuss live-action remakes. Or adaptations. Yeah, and, you know. Uh, there's not a really good tra- track record of those kinds of films. Well, as far as I recall, there's only two of them that exist. Those that I just mentioned. And there's probably a reason why. There's only <laughs> and there's never been made anymore. And then Illumination took control of that and just made absolute horror shows of those uh, adaptations. But either way, um, I don't know. What, what about you? All right. <laughs> I love, I love the live action Grinch. I think Jim Carrey is great in it. I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Always have been. I think it's hilarious. Right, there fair. we go. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a wonderful life is a classic. That's it a is. classic. Too bad I haven't seen it in like over 10 years, but I know that's a classic. That's probably considered like the actual greatest Christmas movie. It probably is. Yeah, it probably is. Uh one my family and I watch like every year. It's a tradition. Um uh man. The Christmas story. The Christmas story. Yeah, yes. Oh. Yes. I'm sick of a Christmas story. That's just no, really I've never seen it. I think I think Christmas story and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation go very different ways for me. In that you know all of the scenes. If you turn it on, you know what part of the movie you're in. But with National Lampoons, I want to keep watching. And with Christmas Story, I'm like, ugh. I've just I'm just kind of, I'm tired of it. And that, that just might be the perspective of somebody who hasn't sat through it in a while. But I don't, I don't rag on it. I'm just not a, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I feel like that's uh, a bit of the MO with Christmas movies. Very, I feel like I very rarely hear of any good, not cheesy Hallmark or uh you know movies that aren't cheesy hallmark ones coming out at christmas time that are new and exciting so we Mm. have to watch the old yeah great ones over and over again so i i understand that it is great like we can recognize that a christmas story is good yeah it's just i if i were to pick between a christmas story and another movie chances are i would pick the other movie I get that. I get that. I probably would too, but it is. I. I it's one of my favorites. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Now, Tristan, yeah. what is your exposure with the classic Rankin Bass claymation Christmas films? Santa Claus is coming to town. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. A Year Without a Santa Claus. Uh, what's your exposure to those? I've seen, I've seen, um, 
I've seen Fra. No, that's a different person. Um, I've seen Rudolph, and I think that's it. Wow, impressive, <laughs> Mackenzie. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them at one point, but they. Wait, what's her name again? Terrify me. What's her name? Huh? What's her name? Max. The production, uh, Rankin Bass, R A N K I N B A S S. I mean, they also did new, uh, Rudolph Shiny New Year, which maybe, um, oh, she's done Foxy Snowman. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen Frosty the Snowman, mm -hmm. and then Rudolph, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Fair I mean, uh, you know, I you know the songs at least mm -hmm. that come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies. You know, Santa yeah, Claus yeah. is coming to town. You know the Heat Miser Snow Miser song. Mm -hmm. That's. Yeah. I mean. I mean, aren't they just short films? Like they're not. Yeah. Terribly long. No, they're an hour at most. They're made for tele. Te they were made for television in the fifties and sixties. I think I still have them on. VCR somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally VCR player. Yeah. I personally haven't seen those. Oh, what about um uh what was that one film that I, oh Little Women? Does that count? I did hear about that being a potential holiday film. I don't know. Like because I've seen Greta Greta Gerwig's adaptation, which is incredible um but it didn't it wasn't only taking place during christmas i mean christmas was a holiday that occurred in the film but you also yeah. have the summer and the spring yeah, by our definition yeah. of christmas movie. okay no. okay that's it's, it's like saying a harry potter movie is a christmas movie like okay, harry potter well, and the I mean, it's harry stone. potter that doesn't really count harry potter and the sorcerer's stone has christmas in it there's a there's exchanging of Christmas gifts. There's a Christmas tree. It goes through Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie, right? No. Right. Because it's taking place through the entire school year. Yeah. You were gonna talk smack about a one film in particular. What was? Oh, that? I was. May I? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Dear listeners of the Cinematic Odyssey, I would like to apologize for the stream of vitriol that is about to spew forth from my mouth. Regarding one film that I despise above all else, and that is uh, Frosty the Snowman. I apologize if you like Frosty the Snowman. I do not like Frosty the Snowman at all. Because, and it's, it's like a very, very simple nitpick. Frosty gets on my nerves. <laughs> Frosty gets on my nerves. And I, I don't know what the point of the the movie is the snowman comes to life he has fun with a bunch of kids and then they ship him off to the arctic so he can live forever with sentience that has been imbued by a magician who threw away his hat like what's the message don't throw away your things finders keepers losers weepers um <laughs> i mean 
I, I don't I don't quite get it. Like it's a nice story, but I feel like they just made the movie so that the song made more sense. Frankly, like Frosty is given the gift of life and then immediately foregoes the need to learn anything because he instantly knows everything that he needs to, including English, sentence structure, counting, juggling, motor skills. He knows everything. It bothers me so much. He, the, the thing lands on his head and his phrase is happy birthday. First of all, why? Second of all, what? <laughs> Third of all, what comes to mind? Like when, when, when you're a child and you're, and you're maturing in your, in your mental wisdom, your first word is not happy birthday. It's likely some mumbling, some mumbled symbols, maybe a ma or a da or a pa. It is not happy birthday. <laughs> and why is that his first thing? Technically, like, he can't buy a train ticket because he was born, born that day. Like, I, I wrote this, I wrote this down just because I want, I want to encapsulate how much it concerns me. Frosty gives me a 40-year-old who still has mommy and daddy paying his rent energy. Oh, I don't, I don't know how it works, <laughs> but I'm also more mature than these children. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but also look at me. I'm a six foot tall snow being. <laughs> and then poor Holly is just riding the train with him. She's like, okay, I'll go with this sentient snow being that created this day up to the North Pole and then back again. Don't worry, I'll be back in time for dinner. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who allowed this? It's it's for the children. It is not for the children. <laughs> <laughs> children don't understand. They know they don't know media uh, literacy. <laughs> it bothers me so much like i can rewatch rudolph rudolph is good if you rewatch it rudolph's got a solid message you know don't pick on don't pick on kids for things that they can't control or you know your differences are uniquely appreciated in other circles you know there's there's at least some kind of message right. um you're without a santa claus if you take him for granted he won't come and everyone will be depressed so make sure you show people that you value them. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town is just an origin story, but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what's the point of Frosty the Snowman? The song. The song. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, I, I think I've worked myself up enough now. I think I'm, I think I'm red in the face, actually uh right now so i need to take a deep breath you know what the you know what films that kind of we haven't mentioned yet like the 3d animated ones like polar express arthur mm. christmas um i don't know other like 2000s christmas films i mean they're not animated but like the one with 
Tim Allen, not Tim Allen. Um, Santa Claus. Oh yeah, is that Tim Allen? Yes, that is. That is Tim, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Um. Yeah, with uh, with uh, what's his name? Um, Judge Reinhold. N- no, th- no. What's oh, Martin Short? There's a film where Santa has a brother. Is it like Fred Claus or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Fred Claus. Oh. I don't think I've seen never that seen it. I know Kathy yeah. Bates is in that, or Kathy, Kathy, K- Kathy, Kathy Bates. Oh my bad. The Polar Express, though, I it is the number one choice of teachers everywhere to play during, uh, you know, elementary school uh, Christmas parties. I hated it. <laughs> hated every second of it. I despise that movie. Once again, creeps me out. I don't know what it is about weird animation. It, yeah. I. They look terribly creepy. Does no, not look yeah. real. Yeah. It is so half done. I don't remember the point of the movie. Just like you feel about Frosty Snowman, that's how I feel about the Polar Express because I don't remember the point. All I remember is they're on a train. Yeah. It's going really fast. They have hot <laughs> chocolate at one point. There's hot chocolate. That is glorious <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah. See, everybody remembers that scene. Do you remember anything else? No. Probably not. I mean, yeah. No, you go, you go, Tristan. That's all I was gonna say. That that was my rant. I mean, no, like I feel the same way. The animation is horrible. I don't know what what Robert Zemeckis was thinking, or like any of the people that were working on these. You know, the the animation was thinking like, what year was that? Two thousand five. Something like I that. I want to say it's even sooner. I want to say 2007. No, def- no way. It wasn't that late. Or 2007. No shot. Here, let's see. It's 2004. Oh, oh wow. Wait so, up. like, 2003 was when it was made. And, yeah, it's like Uncanny Valley kind of stuff with the faces of the children. I think Tim... I think not Tim Allen. Um... Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, like they rendered his face onto a lot of the children or something like that. <laughs> and then they mocapped him, right? And then that's why some of the, the way that the animations are for the kids looks really weird because they're mocapped by a 40 year old man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you got I mean, the hot chocolate scene, which is notoriously bad. Oh. Uh, you, do you remember any of that, Max? Oh, I do. Yeah, I, I was fascinated by the hot chocolate scene. I like the hot chocolate scene. You got like you got like waiters doing gymnastic stuff. You got freaking Simone Biles in there. Simone. Like doing all these crazy stunts all over the yeah. tables, not spilling chocolate anywhere. And these kids are just sitting there watching this extravagant like performance occur in, behind, in front of their eyes. And they're just sitting there like, yeah, this is cool. It's a magic train. Yeah. Yeah. And then. um, But I mean. Once again. Yeah. I can. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. You're totally fine. You're totally fine. Sorry. I can't get you off. Where are the parents in all this? That was my question. They're at home. They're asleep. (laughs) Because they leave. The kids leave. They The train pulls up to their houses at night. 
and I guess no one else can hear it in the mm. in the neighborhood. And so they get on it's a magic train. Magic That's train. the excuse. That's the blanket excuse. Once again, in these Christmas movies, all I'm seeing is, you know, lack of uh child supervision. <laughs> but like I, I appreciate the sentiment in Polar Express where it's just sort of like because the train only pulls up to the places where the kids don't believe in Santa Claus. And so it yeah. gives you the message of see is seeing believing. Do you need to see to believe? Hmm. Like there's that at least that kind of element is there. Because they get to they get to the North Pole at the yeah. end of the film. I mean, you don't remember. I, I feel like that kind of falls by the wayside because you remember hot chocolate, mm-hmm. you remember um the ice and yeah. being the, the front drifting. of the train. Yeah, the you train remember the puppet car. The, the what what the puppet car oh i also remember the guy on top of the the train car yeah like a ghost or whatever yeah that's what you pull away from it which is not the theme it's <laughs> just moment you're left creeped out <laughs> <laughs> the best the best thing that movie has offers the memes of well, it's not really. I guess it's a meme video, but on YouTube, the you got the Tokyo Tokyo Drift song, <laughs> and that's playing while the scene, the sequence the of the train on the the icy lake, like trying to get on the onto the tracks. That's like probably the best thing that Polar Express has ever had to offer. <laughs> ever. I mean, I love I love the Back to the Future trilogy. Um, but yeah, that's. That's it for my love for Robert Zemeckis. I mean, Forrest Gump is cool, but yeah. Yeah, Forrest <laughs> Gump is also not a Christmas movie. No, no I know, but I was just talking about Zemeckis. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. But, and then Arthur Christmas, I don't know. I actually, I think I've seen that. I'm actually okay with Arthur, Arthur Christmas. I think yeah, that's it's not solid. bad. From what I remember. Um, have you seen it? I don't know if I have. The name sounds familiar. I'm sure I have at one point, but not memorable to me. Mm. I think it's just like this English kid, like, works for Santa or something, or like Santa gets sick and he has to deliver the gifts or whatever. I don't know. I honestly don't remember it that well. (laughs) Arthur Christmas, it was like it's his, um, he's Santa's younger brother or something hmm son sorry son of santa claus realizes that one present didn't get delivered so he sets out to do it Uh, and he just okay he's like kind of he's kind of bumbling his way there but he does get there I i mean like what what concerned me a little bit was like the rash between 2012 and now of like the R-rated Christmas movie, hmm. which is kind of, cons- I don't know what to feel because I haven't seen any of them. So like, I can't say, oh, Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2, both starring Billy Bob Thornton. I cannot say whether or not those those are great classic films or funny films mostly because i haven't seen them i mean like violent night with david harbour where 
as far as I can tell, Santa walks around with a sledgehammer. Don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've heard good things about Krampus, horror movie at Christmas about, you know, the German myth in which a beast takes the naughty kids down to the underworld and eats them. You know, the feel-good stuff. Yeah. That seems like pure pressure. That's like a Chris. That, that's like a December first movie that you show to your kids and be like, "Hey, remember, if you're not good this month, Krampus is gonna get you." Mm. I mean, it would work. I'm sure it would work. Lot, lots of traumatized children, but yeah, I, I see, and I see no failures here. I see no flaws. Nope. None at all. What about the Santa Claus movies? They're pretty, they're pretty popular. How do, how do you guys feel about that trilogy? Uh, oh, I don't remember them that well, but uh, it doesn't seem like they're well-received critically there is, speaking. There is a definitive deficit in quality as you go forward in the trilogy. Like the, the original, the Santa Claus I, it's good. I mean, I, w- I would watch that. I like it. I think it's cool. Um, and then, you know, they just, it's not, it's not like the sequels are needed. Like the second one makes much more sense than the third one. Mm. But like, they do make sense. Like the Santa Claus. Oh, what happens if Santa falls off the roof? How do you become Santa? I like that. I like how that kind of fits in. I like what they do with the list. I like what they do with the elves and the tinsel and the jetpacks. Like, it's cool. The Santa Claus, too. The Mrs. Claus. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just clever wordplay. I like that. But then Santa, th- Santa Claus 3 is just, oh, what happens if Santa doesn't want to be Santa anymore? That's a reasonable leap. Mm-hmm. But then Martin Short is Jack Frost just kind of commercializes everything makes it really uh it's a it's a weird third movie i'll say that much um remember that animated film that came out in 2019 called klaus came on yes. Netflix. i didn't see it but it's it has a pretty high score i Letterboxd. loved that movie i saw it it was it was great it was very very heartwarming I liked it. That's I liked the my... animation style a lot. Yeah, that's been on my list for a while. I've heard very good things. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. Oscar nominated. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, best animated feature in mm. 2019 or 2020, one of the two. Mm. I know that. Yeah, it's, it's a 4.1 out of 5. On Letterboxd. And, I mean, you know who's in that movie, right? Jason Schwartzman, J.K. Simmons, Rashida Jones, Joan Cusack, Norm MacDonald. Wow, Norm MacDonald. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid... Wow, that's crazy. Dang. It's solid, yeah. yeah. Best animated feature at the Academy Awards. It lost to, let's find out. Let's find out what it lost to. 
because I mean, it's a Christmas movie. It's likely not going to win. Oh, it lost to Toy Story 4. Uh, oh my gosh. Might as well just call it the Disney slash Pixar award at this point. I mean, that's how that's how I felt last year. So, you know, yeah, it's, just, it's just what it is. Yeah, it just literally goes to a Disney movie or a Pixar film. Like, never anything else. No, yeah, that movie was super original. I've never seen uh, a plot or, yeah, a story quite like um, that. Mm. I really liked it. You do you remember it. much of it? I do. So the whole premise is that um, Santa has a uh, male, what, is, what, what would you call him? A male... Postman? Mailman. Mailman. Yeah. That's that's the term. Postman. And he has to deliver and get all the letters, uh, you know, from kids to Santa. It's his job to take him out and help. Um, but he goes on this adventure, and that's kind of all I remember is just his his adventure through it. And the reason I think um Santa is basically like he's down in the dumps he needs to he he's not really motivated and it's like trying to get the christmas spirit back that's kind of what i what i remember about it oh i see so it's yeah it's super cute so the mailman is trying to like get help santa yeah help santa get back to yeah actually in the spirit of christmas Mm -hmm. and all the people they meet along the way that help and it's kind of also kind of like an origin story as well. It's that's kind of what I remember. It's very foggy, but mm. it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, looking from the poster, it looks it looks like mm. a beautiful looking film. Like the um, the scene that I see when like you hover over it on Netflix. The scene that I saw when I when it was up was um, uh the post there was a little kid who was about to throw a snowball at the mailman and he's like i I wouldn't do that if i were you because klaus mr klaus has been like making toys and he's been letting them get delivered like hey don't throw that because he knows he knows everything he's got a list a nice list and the naughty list and he just kind of pressures this kid into not throwing a snowball at him because the fear of being on the naughty list. Like it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's super cool. It's less commercialized. I feel like. And almost definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely seems that way. And much less uh, claymation dancing as well. Yes. Uh, have you heard of miracle on 34th street? Heard of it. Yes. I've heard it. Yeah, I've never seen that. My dad mentioned that to me. I've never heard of it though. Meet me in St. Louis. That's just old. Mm-hmm. Very old. Uh Carol? The the 2015 one with the uh, Kate Blanchett and um oh what's her name? Ru- Rooney Mara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rooney Mara. Yeah, Rooney Mara. Is that a Christmas movie? No. No, it's not. It's <laughs> it not. <laughs> it's a romance. It's a romance. Romance drama. The real debate 
is The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Mm, it has Christmas in the title, therefore it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Mackenzie, what's your thought? I rarely have watched it during Christmas. I'll say that. I usually watch it during Halloween. Valid. I don't know. That's my um, opinion. I think I've seen it. Maybe I haven't. I honestly don't know. I haven't I haven't logged on my letterbox account, but frankly, I don't remember if I've actually seen it in my life. <laughs> I've seen Coraline though, which is goaded film. Not a Christmas movie. <laughs> I know, no. I know, but same, <laughs> no, same director, same director, same director, Henry Selick. Yeah. I mean, I, I cannot say that I've seen The Nightmare Before Christmas, but based on what I know about it, I'm not so sure it's a Christmas film. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure about it. There, I think, I think Mackenzie's right. You do not. You do tend to watch it around Halloween time. Is what's his name? Oogie Boogie. Yep. He's a. That's not a Christmas villain. It's it's more of a spooky, creepy. It is, yeah. And the whole premise is, you know, Jack. He's 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 tired of being scary, and he wants yeah. to, uh, you know, try to help people. So besides, he's going to be Santa Claus. But the whole time, everybody is trying to stop him. And it's scary, frankly. It scared me as a kid. I know. Um, But, yeah, there's not much. I mean, besides the fact that, yes, he is trying to celebrate Christmas. Which, as, you know, a skeleton, he's not supposed to do. It's it's definitely not a Christmas movie, in my opinion. That, That may be controversial. Mm. I don't know. I mean, the same director of uh, Christmas Story, he directed a film called Black Christmas, where Santa, there's like a serial killer who looks like Santa and like haunts a sorority house. <laughs> sorority sisters. Um, yeah, it's like a horror film. I just remembered something. There is. A movie. Yep, that's what it was called. It's called Jack Frost. Oh, Jack Frost. Yeah. 1997. Yeah. The snowman that kills people. Wait, wasn't there an animated film of the same character? With the snowman? No, 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 no. Oh, bro. Eyes of the Guardians? Yeah. That's not a Christmas movie, I don't think. Yeah, that's right. That film. What was that called? What's it called? Rise of the Guardians. I saw that Whoa. movie in theaters when it came out. Wow. That's, yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen that, but I know about it. Yeah, it's got Santa Claus in it, but I don't, It it's more of a, a kind of like a, just a, a good kids film with, all of the you know um what's the word i'm looking for the pantheon of myths of the tooth fairy of uh santa claus of the easter bunny um the sandman oh i see all that stuff in in the film like it's it's really good it's just uh not specifically one holiday it's more oh. towards belief in all of them 
Yeah. Oh, you remember this? You remember this? We watched this in um, Mr. Lee's history class. I remember that. I do remember that. There's this film that I just pulled up. It's called uh, Do You Know? I don't know. Merry Christmas. It's just Merry Christmas in German, I think. Or French. No, in French. No, he oh. <laughs> uh it's it's about the uh the world war one christmas truce that occurred yeah and it's phenomenal i actually really enjoyed it um it's very sobering yeah it was i mean from what i remember i mean it wasn't anything i mean it was solid but i didn't think it was that impressive or whatever i mean all i remember is there's a scene obviously the, the the truce it's about the truce that happens when the truce actually happens and they're they're singing together. Uh, that's the only scene I remember from it, to be honest. Right. Um, it more showcases like the how horrible war is. Um, it's yeah. More about the war. Yeah. But, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, liking it. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I just didn't think it was yeah. like. Anything fantastic or whatever. It was a solid film. It was just, I mean, it was just basically, I guess, in a weird way. Well, I mean, it's an anti-war film, obviously, but uh, in a more lighthearted way, it showcases the horrors of war <laughs> or the uselessness of war, Yeah, uh, I guess, but in a very lighthearted and wholesome way because there's no, there's no violence. You don't really see much violence. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I prepared. I prepared a top five list. My Ooh. top five holiday films that I watch or would watch or continue to watch every every Christmas season. <laughs> okay. It's kind of like a bucket list. You got to check off each one. Um, yeah. Number five, I have. Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It does make it on my list. I do really like that movie. And I'm fairly certain that Christine Baranski, who's in that film, is from Buffalo. So, you know, a little bit of bias there. But, you know. (laughs) Um, Number honorable mention, I should say, honorable mention to White Christmas with Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney because that's a solid Christmas movie. I just hate the one song on the train where they all talk about snow and I I, I dislike it. I, I just don't like it. It's just personal preference. <laughs> okay. Uh, number four, one of the claymations, A Year Without a Santa Claus. Maybe as a kid, I was just a sucker for the Heat Miser, Snow Miser song, but I really like that movie, and so I always want to see it. Number three is a nostalgia pick, more than anything, but it's so sweet and heartwarming. Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Mm. That is so, it's it's so nice. Like, it's so cute. Big Bird is trying to scientifically prove how um, Santa Claus gets to everybody in one night because Oscar dared him to. Cookie Monster is trying to tell Santa that he wants cookies for Christmas. 
uh, but then eats every method of communication around him. Uh Um, (laughs) Ernie and Bert gift of the Magi each other. (laughs) Like, it's just so sweet and heartwarming. And it's just like, ah! (laughs) Yeah, that was English. Uh, Number two, I have National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I think it's still funny. I think it's, I think every scene is iconic. I think when you, if you turn it on on cable at any point in the movie, you'll be like, oh, I like this scene. Like, I don't think that there's a moment in the movie where you really hate it. I don't, I don't, I don't think that. But my number one, and I am prepared for any negative feedback that may follow this. My number one is love. Actually, I I love that movie so much. I'll take alert. I love it. (laughs) I I put the siren out. Actually, there were sirens right before we started recording this, but uh, on my end. But um, yeah that that is my that is my hottest take of the episode. That is my top holiday film. Yeah, do you think you could cook up the top five out of? I I know I think I can. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the top though. We'll start with number one. Going out with the bang. Um, Muppets Christmas Carol. That's yeah. got that's got to be my top. Yeah, it's got to be my top. Yes, solid. That one's so good. Love the Muppets. Love Can't them. go wrong. Number two. Now that I remember it, it I, Klaus. Honestly, yeah. I think. <laughs> That deserves a top spot for sure. If you see it, I love it. And I definitely will be watching it again now that I remember it because I've only watched it once, but I'm definitely rewatching that. Mm. Um, number three, Elf. Love Elf. It's yeah, got to be on there. My sister and I can quote it's iconic. every part of that movie year round. We always do. And I love it. Number four, probably. Probably the live action Grinch. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. I'm a fan. Number five, probably the Santa Claus. Is really yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I really do enjoy wow. that movie. Um, yeah. Okay. I support that. Nostalgic for me too. All right. Yeah, it's my it's my top five. Okay. For me, look, I'm gonna use films that you may not think are Christmas movies, but I think <laughs> they are. All right. So I'm going to start from the bottom. Number five, if I even see, probably Elf, I guess. Because <laughs> I haven't seen that many Christmas movies, so my list is not very accurate. <laughs> uh, five, yeah, Elf. Um, four. Um, the... Original Grinch, mm-hmm. the original Grinch, the animated one from the 60s. Third would probably be It's a Wonderful Life, considering its reputation. And again, I haven't seen it in over a decade, so I don't really remember it that well. But it is highly critically acclaimed, so I'm gonna, it deserves to be up there. Um, 
and then Muppets Christmas Carol. And then it's number two. Number one, Fanny and Alexander. Fanny and Alexander is a well, okay, uh, well, I have to rewatch it to say if I would say it's a masterpiece, but it deserves it is deserving of that that title. Um, it is Igmar Bergman after all. He's guys a cinematic master. Um, and when I did when we did see it, um, I wasn't giving it my full attention because I was doing like house chores <laughs> at the time. Yeah, I think we both were. Yeah, I was doing like laundry and stuff <laughs> and yeah. washing dishes. But uh, if I were to actually sit down and watch the the thing and give it my full attention, I'd probably enjoy it more. And if I watch the television version, I'd probably enjoy it more as well because Bergman intended it to be longer and intended it for the the TV version to be like the watched, like the version that you would watch rather than the film uh, version. But I mean, yeah, Fanny and Alexander. I I know you may disagree that it's not a Christmas movie, but I think it is because most of it takes place during Christmas. I'd say that Christmas is integral to the film, considering that is a time when which family gets together, you know, and stuff like that. And family is obviously the main theme, the, the whole point of the film. But I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I'm just so glad you didn't say eyes wide shut. I yeah, I'm also very glad. I was I was I if I had my way, I would be like, yeah, eyes wide shut number one, easily. <laughs> easily. I mean, come on. For the one scene. Well, okay. Or no what one scene. Well, okay. I don't really remember a specific scene where it's like, oh yes, this is Christmas, you know. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It isn't. No way. No, I know. A Christmas film. <laughs> and for those that have seen it, yeah. Like, there's maybe one scene I think where like there's a gift exchange. Like that's that's probably it. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's it's Christmas day. They go well at the very end of the film. Tom Cruise and Nick, Nicole Kidman go Christmas shopping. <laughs> yeah, like I think that's the one. <laughs> at the too. very end, that's literally at the very very end of the movie, they're they're in. They're in FAO Schwartz and they're shopping for their daughter. Yes. Yeah. And then like the famous, well, it's not really that famous because it's a Stanley Kubrick film, but for those that know about it, the famous last word that she said, if you remember it, it's she says a, she drops the F bomb, but given its context and like if you, you know, watching the entire film through, then you're like, oh, that's wow, it's quite powerful. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> I think that'll have to make the list. I think I'll have to watch that this holiday season. You know. Yeah, eyes wide shut. Hey, watch my grandmother, girl. No, don't do that. Don't watch it with your family. (laughs) (laughs) Do not watch it with your family. It's not family friendly. It is not a family friendly movie. It's very, very graphic. Okay, wait, wait. So look, like, let's say I'm I'm in the other room watching this on my laptop. Mom walks in. Do I have to hide it from her? No. No. Okay. No, I I wouldn't say it. it's art. It's yeah, you no, can, that's true. You can, you can 
Dude, it's Stanley Kubrick. There is, yeah. It's definitely, you will feel. I mean, it's. You will feel awkward if yeah, anybody else is in the room. That's You'll true. You'll feel a little, a little awkward. I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen it with a group of friends before. And I we mean, weren't like, and they actually enjoyed the film. They fair enjoyed, enough. They enjoyed it. They, that was one of their favorites of Kubrick's because I, I did a whole yeah. like Kubrick marathon with them. Uh, a couple years ago. Um, and that was like one of their favorites of his. But oh yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. It's about like relationships and trust. And I mean that's basically like the majority of what the themes are about. Uh, revolving those two things. But yeah, but for next week, what we got what we got. We've got Tristan Max's 2022 Cinematic Year in Review. That's in right. We take you on our cinematic odyssey. I'm <laughs> just going to make that pun every week now. <laughs> That's just going to be a tradition now. <laughs> I got to finish my, because um, there's a bunch of films that I've not logged yet on my Letterbox account, but I have it on my notes app on my phone yeah. that I've seen. I just keep track of it, but I haven't like add the, added them to my account yet. I gotta do that before the end of the, before the start of the before we record the next episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, this I I also made well last year I made a top one hundred list of all the films that I've seen in the year. I don't think I've seen a hundred films this year, so I can't do that. And some of them, yeah, I I don't think I'll be or crack a hundred. That makes me sad. I watched I watched over if I recall like I think 200 films last year. Wow. And that's a lot. That is impressive. I gotta get back to those numbers. <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen ever again, though. <laughs> Quite frankly. <laughs> I had so much I had so much time on my hands. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna watch movies. So. I'm not. I'm. I don't think I've ever hit those numbers, and I don't think I'm intending to. But what I am proud of is the amount of movies that I saw for the first time this year, which is kind of where I'm gonna rank. That's what I'm thinking. But you know, yeah, I'm excited. I'm proud of myself this year for my yeah. my. I'm so sorry, everyone. My cinematic odyssey. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry oh my lord <laughs> it just fell into my lap <laughs> my cinematic odyssey <laughs> well that was that was like a, a a thing that i wanted to do more of this year was watch newer films which i was really good with last year i watched a far more greater amount of like films that i haven't seen before versus rewatches. Although this year it's kind of flip-flopped. I've seen more things that I've already seen before than I haven't before. Um, I've seen before <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, I want to try to do that. The opposite next year is watch films that I haven't seen before. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard because it's like, you know, with the podcast, um, obviously most of the stuff that i want to show you max 
I've already seen and know about. And same same goes with you. Yeah. You know, the stuff that I want to show you that I've already seen. But then the stuff that I want to watch, but like, you know, there's movies that I think about or remember. I'm like, oh, that would be so fun to rewatch again, you know? Because I have like over 300 movies on my watch list on my letterbox account. Because I just add to it all the time. And I never actually get around to actually watching any of the stuff on there. So I got to get better with that. Yeah. Yeah. But good, good Christmas movie episode. Merry, yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. Yes, to everyone, yes. Listening. That's right. Um, I hope everyone's having a great time with their families or friends uh, back at home, especially as college students. Um. Yeah, thank you for listening. This has been the Cinematic Odyssey. Tune in next week uh, for a year-end review, year-end recap. And uh, yeah, this has been WWVU FM Longtown 91.7 FM 91.7 FM (laughs) (laughs) U92 FM. Oh my lord. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I need water. (laughs) All right, catch you guys later. Bye-bye. Uh...